Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented by True Math Fitness in the Gulch. True Math Fitness, a new way to work out, a better way to work out your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go. Superbook Sports, download the Superbook app today. Wager on all the XFL, NBA, NHL, and so many more with your favorite sports book, the best sports book, Superbook Sports. Download the app today. And the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team offers to you. That Intel edge you need to succeed can be found at GaryAshton.com. So, with everything that's going on, Uh, Around the Titans right now, there's a bunch of different discussions that will be had. First and foremost, though, as we look at the questions that are facing them at this point, there is the philosophical approach that the general manager will take to answer all of the questions that remain on this roster. So I would like to pose it to you this way as your Two Rivers Ford take. When Rand Carthon speaks to the media tomorrow, he'll do a, a podium uh, media availability at about 2, 5, so 1.15 Eastern time. I imagine they'll carry that on Blaine and Mickey live. And of course, I'll be there for the press conference. Mike Vrabel will do local media at 3.20 tomorrow as well. But when the new GM speaks, what question does he most need to answer at the Combine? tomorrow give me your response on facebook youtube twitter and on twitch it's your two rivers ford take it is presented by two rivers ford two rivers ford is where you go for all new non-specialty ford vehicles sold below msrp and non-commissioned sales staff that will put zero pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience two rivers ford in mount juliet or online at two rivers ford.com so uh, as you look at the uh, as you look at the different positions that the Titans need to address, we know what the offensive line situation looks like. We know that the receiver room has largely been um, inept at this point, via be, be it because of injury or because of poor signings and trades. In the case of Robert Woods. Made. We know that the defense does have some holes at this point that they could do well to kind of shore up right now. And we understand what the contract situation is for at least one eligible extension eligible player, which of course is Jeff Simmons. So what's the biggest question that Rand Carthon needs to answer tomorrow? Well, you know, the more that I think about this, the more that I come back to the idea of the quarterback position. Um, I think depending on what questions he's asked at his press conference and, you know, I'll probably save my questions. Well, actually, that's not true. I'll probably ask at least one question in the press conference before we have him on the radio show. But, you know, obviously I want to have a different conversation with him on the radio show than he ultimately has on the podium. But the thing that I think people are going to gravitate around the most other than the offensive line is, well, where are you with your evaluation of the quarterback room? And specifically, Ryan Tannehill. What do you think of Ryan Tannehill, and, and is he your quarterback? I don't think that's fair. Um, at this point, we're still evaluating the roster. I am. 
you know, and that's going to take further conversations um, with me and Mike. Ryan has been great here. He's won a lot of football games, and I look forward to us winning football games, but I still need more time, you know, to evaluate and make those decisions. As you know, this is a quarterback-driven league, and um, people are hired and fired every day over that position. So we want to – I want to spend more time evaluating that position so I'll have my own opinion, and Mike and I will confer and, and figure it out. So that was Rand Carthon at his introductory press conference. Um, it's been more than a month. No, maybe about a month, a little over a month at this point since that press conference. Obviously, he's done media availability at Mobile since then, and we had him on the radio show. Uh, Troy Whitlow says, I want to hear someone ask if he would have traded A.J. Brown. I mean, for what? You know, like. Well, for what, what, what is the purpose, I guess, of that exercise? Like just, uh, you know, kill somebody who's already professionally dead in John Robinson. I mean, what, what do I care what Rand Carthon would do with AJ Brown? Rand Carthon never, uh, had AJ Brown as a member of the Tennessee Titans. So what, you know, whatever. Um, I think that, uh, is Vrabel talking as well, says Mad Bell. So he's not doing podium. So I don't know if it's going to be live stream, but. Mike will do local media, and then we're going to have him on the radio show since we'll be up at Indy. Um, We're going to have both of them on the radio show since we'll be up at Indy, and we'll have both of those interviews as a part of Wednesday's radio show from Indianapolis. So, um, you know, I don't know whether they'll live stream Vrabel's press conferences if they would if he were at the podium. So with all that, all that being said, quarterback is the biggest answer that um, I think Rand Carthon needs to find right now, even if it's not directly related to the combine. Uh, a quick reminder that the primetime show is presented by our friends at True Math Fitness in the Gulch. A new way to work out, a better way to work out, the best way to achieve your fitness goals is at True Math Fitness in the Gulch. I lost 52 pounds because of the consistency that I, uh, the consistency that they provided to me in my workouts, the fact that my body continued to adapt because no workout is ever recycled or repeated. They always take a personal approach for you, whether it is in group classes, personal training, or if you just want to utilize their open gym. True Map Fitness is where you go to find out about their great membership offers and your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident to try it out at truemapfitness.com. So, um, quarterback is a big question at this stage. Would you move forward with Ryan Tannehill if you're not necessarily hell-bent on trading a bunch of draft picks to go up and get the first overall pick this year, which likely Chicago, almost inevitably Chicago, is going to trade out of with Justin Fields already on their roster. Now, to do so... To go from 11 to 1 would be substantial and it would cost you capital that you need at other positions. But if you feel that the top quarterback in this year's draft, which is largely viewed as Bryce Young at this point or whomever their top quarterback is, do you trade up and go get that guy and sacrifice other positions this year and probably next year because of the draft capital that it will require? Um, And who's to say that you wouldn't have to trade assets that are already on your roster right now to go get that quarterback. So do you do that? Do you roll with Tannehill? Do you kind of passively tank and roll Malik Willis out there 
Um, that is another approach that I think needs to be on the table to just say, all right, if we draft a quarterback this year, designate Tannehill as a post-June 1st release, get the $27 million back, um, potentially trade for one of these wide receivers whose contract, who's extension eligible, give them a big deal and build out infrastructure around Malik. And then if it doesn't work for Malik, move on from Malik and find the quarterback of the future in next year's draft. It's not unthinkable. In fact, that's a, you know, I heard, uh, like I, I mentioned, I think yesterday that I was listening to this discussion with the Titans as a case study on the athletic football show and kind of how you remodel a roster in this position. And uh, Nate Tice, I think it was, brought up the idea of the Titans really are on their on a choose-your-own-adventure type of plan right now because you can passively tank, you can roll with what you've got, you can trade up and get in the quarterback draft this year. You know, I think that there are cost uh, cost benefit analyses to do on each scenario but it just depends on how Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel view the immediacy that they think they're going to be able to kick this thing up into doing that's a big question that I think everybody has about the Titans right now Uh, let's move on and let's discuss at this point quarterback questions that we have around this group because that is the most important position. It's an improved position, Um, but it is not without questions at this point. What position group has the most question marks around it? Is it the wide receivers? There's not really a top tier wide receiver in this draft. The running backs, um, there's only one, I think, who is consensus for first round in B. John Robinson out of Texas, but there are a lot of fun players at that position. What position group has the most question marks around it at the NFL Combine this coming week? We'll discuss together right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today and they'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. It's always a great time to wager on your favorite major sports at Superbook.com. They always have the best promo bets and odds boosts available and the app is clean, efficient, and easy to use. So download the app today. Go to superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, as you you look at the different position groups that people will be discussing and um, evaluating this week in Indianapolis, what's the biggest question mark or what position has the greatest question marks around it right now? Jimmy Evans says the heart of the offensive line needs fixing. Well, that's uh, Titans-specific, but that's okay. Uh, offensive line says Real Memphis Vet, definitely wide receivers, according to MB. Offensive line, uh, well, I think you guys are, some of you guys are looking at this from a Titans-specific uh, standpoint. I'm talking about position groups on, on the whole, like of the 350-some-odd players who will be in attendance in Indy this week, which position group has the biggest questions to you? Um, Wide out is deep. Lots of second-round talent, says Kevin Jones. Royal Wright says, will Hyatt make it two into the second round? So you're thinking that he's a first-round pick and may drop to the second? There's not a ton of first-round, like clear and obvious first-round wide receivers this year. So, you know, Jalen Hyatt, by nature of, of being one of the better players of the position in this class, may end up, depending on how how things go for him in the combine. And, of course, they'll have... Uh, 
they'll have uh, their own campus workouts, pro days that'll be on the horizon. I think that the uh, I think that the circumstances, um, I think that the circumstances for Jalen Hyatt may ultimately play in his favor. Adrian Martinez says we're here to talk about the Titans, Buck. Well, Adrian, you can talk about whatever the bleep you want. Um, to be honest with you, I'm doing an NFL Combine preview, and I'm a Titans reporter, and obviously this has a great do, deal to do with the Titans. But I'm talking about the position groups as a whole. I can sit here and force feed you a bunch of bullshit about the Titans when there's really not that much yet to discuss until such time as the general manager, the head coach speak. And I get up to Indy and I start talking to prospects and agents, coaches, scouts, executives, and all this other stuff that I'm there to do. But in the meantime, you know, if you want to sit there, suck your thumb and ask me to do a Titans mock draft for you on the primetime show, we can do that. But it also would be hot trash, and I don't think I have the energy nor the interest to do that, and I think you'd bore everybody else to death. So instead of being selfish, Adrian, perhaps, you know, stick with the program at this point. Uh, I think uh, producer Robert throws his other comment up there. LOL, my bad. No, it's too late. (laughs) Xavier says, Buck, stop reading those corny comments. I can't. Robert puts them up. Like, Robert intentionally stars them to try and piss me off. Like, he's actively going out of his way to piss me off because he thinks I'm better when I'm pissed, which is probably true. But, you know, what are you going to do? Okay, so the position group that I, me personally, now you may have a different opinion about this, and I think that's completely fair. I don't think there's one right or wrong answer. But the position group that I have the biggest questions around, even though there are clearly and obviously better prospects at quarterback this year than there were last, Anthony Richardson as a top 10 pick potentially and really even in the first round is something that is being talked about in ways that are kind of mind-blowing to me but NFL talent evaluators are taking this thing very very seriously here's what Anthony Richardson's tape shows the first thing you notice size the next thing you notice he's got a hose for an arm the next thing you notice is he can run he had an 80-yard touchdown run versus LSU and a 60-yard touchdown run versus Texas A&M not many quarterbacks do that so that's what you notice. But I he's a guy that I kept watching and watching. And by the way, I watched every game last, every every play he played a year ago, which was only like 196 because he wasn't a starter in 2021 because it was Emory Jones. And, you know, you probably remember all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year I watched a lot and I just kept going and going and going because, you know what? The talent, the, the he's intriguing to watch. But so I mentioned the three things that immediately jump out. But here's the problem. He is really scattershot, truly scattershot. He misses so many routine throws that, you know, you can put up his 25 best plays, Buck, and you can do this, and people, you will go, wow, this yeah. guy is just off the chart special. But he just misses so many throws. And what's the balance there? You know, and also then you get into the either refined, the nuance, the subtlety, the details of the position. I don't know Anthony Richardson, so I'm not going to speak to anything about his ability to learn or assimilate. He might be brilliant and be able to do that without a problem. So I, I'm not even going to go there because sure. I don't know. But, you know, when it's third and seven and a receiver is wide open for nine yards for a first down and he throws it in the ground or five feet over his head. And I'm not exaggerating, by the way. Yeah, no, I this, this happens a lot, you know, way too much. Okay. Yeah. You know, how do you balance that with the fact that every once in a while he makes a wow play? How do you balance the two? 
And will coaches think, because we do have the Josh Allen experience right now, and I, you know, I was kind of being sarcastic before, but the Josh Allen experience does exist, okay? Although I will tell you this, Josh Allen made, a, made many more throws at Wyoming than Anthony Richardson made at Florida. So with they, what much worse talent, it's yeah, also worth it was noting. a larger sample size of Allen making throws, even though he was scattershot as well. Um, so, you know, you people are going to have to figure that out. But you can't just put up, you know, a 60 yard run and say, wow, this guy's a super talent and act like the other plays don't exist. Well, and much you know, less being discussed as a as a top a first round pick. And by the way, point. he's going. We know he's going to be. We all know that. But look, I've seen some mocks recently, and 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 I respect all the guys that do these mocks. For the most part, I know and I respect tremendously because I know they do the work. And I saw one where he was now the first pick. And you know what? Could that happen? Absolutely. You know, you know me. I don't do a mock like that. I love sure. the process. And but, you know, it's there. You you really have to feel good about where you think you can get Anthony Richardson, besides the fact that he can make phenomenal throws and make great plays with his legs once in a while. Yeah, I just. Now, Greg's saying that we know Anthony Richardson is going to be a first round pick. That is the thing that caught my attention the most. Because we talked about Malik Willis potentially as a first round pick. Now, last year was a terrible quarterback draft. But that we know is what Greg is saying, that this dude is going to be a first-round pick, is pretty crazy to me. Now, some team is going to do it. Some team is going to, you know, take the approach um, with a higher-level talent that the Titans did last year with Malik Willis and try and, you know, put him into a position where he doesn't necessarily have to start right away or I think in an ideal situation. Whichever team drafts him would have somebody he could sit behind and continue to progress. Sean Gill says Willis greater than AR. I don't think that's, I mean, not based off their college careers. I don't think that's accurate, but, you know, we'll see what happens in the NFL. MB says, Buck, it's just because of the fifth-year option. He'll be back into the first round. I have no idea where he's going to go, right? I don't know how you can say anything definitively, but I do think the fifth-year option is an important point to bring up um, for players who may be longer play uh, situation. Now, quarterbacks are obviously something that you want to get on the field sooner rather than not if you're wait, if you're using high capital, high uh, draft capital on them, early draft capital on them, rather. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be fascinating to see. Could he go in the top 10? Will he go, you know, at the Lamar spot where they the team trades back up into the first round and drafts him at 32? I have no idea what this is going to look like necessarily. Uh, Big Dog says Kyle Phillips should get in the weight room and come back looking really buff and swole. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, Whatever makes you happy about the Kyle Phillips situation. Robert is cackling back there for reasons that are unknown to me. I think the uh, I think that there's a lot of questions around the quarterback position once you get past the top two names, which is C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Levis and Richardson are both significant projections right now, and the rest of the quarterbacks with Hendon Hooker involved in there, and probably on a torn ACL, Hendon Hooker is still quarterback five at this point, which is um, not saying a ton about the guys who would fall in the draft after him, but we'll see. Hendon, Hendon's going to be up there. I know he's going to speak Friday, and We'll talk about that. We'll see if we can't get him on this week. He was on with us at the Senior Bowl, but 
this is a uh, little more of a uh, condensed environment. Anyway, uh, in case you missed it this week, that's what we're going to do coming up next. Producer Robert grabs a couple of stories from the week that you may have, or the weekend in sports that you may have missed. We will discuss together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch right after I ask you the question, first and foremost. What was the uh, best thing that you saw from the weekend in sports? Meanwhile, I'll tell you that the primetime show is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Advantage six, uh, that's where you uh, that's where you go for the Intel edge you need to succeed. GaryAshton.com, the top Remax team in the entire world, not just in the city, not in the state, not in the country, but the world is the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com. Or the Intel Edge and the Intel you need to succeed. The team that your favorite teams trust is GaryAshton.com. Um, quick reminder that the Combine shows, so Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, on primetime are going to be at 7 p.m. Central Time or right around there. Somewhere between 7 and 7.15 p.m. Central Time because India is on Eastern Time. I don't want to do the show uh, from 9 to 10 Eastern, so I appreciate Austin, Zach, and producer Robert accommodating me that way um, because obviously a lot of the legwork on information gathering done in Indianapolis is done around restaurants and bars throughout the course of the week, and I would like to be able to do a little digging on my own and maybe have a cocktail or two. So, uh, primetime show, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time for the remainder of this week beyond tonight's show. Uh, okay, we will welcome producer Robert onto the screen, and we will see what magical uh, <laughs> gifts he has brought to the table. What magical gifts? First, I would love to point out that you are just masquerading as a reporter while you get drunk as a skunk on the streets of Indy. I love that for you, but I also hate it because you're going to big league the rest of us like you're having mint juleps with Mike Vrabel as some sort of a task or a job and not a, a pleasure. You know what I, I mean? That's right, and I'm going to complain about it. I'm going to bitch about it. The, <laughs> I'm going to bitch about it the whole time. I'm going to get paid to go. I'm going to act like I'm doing reporting when I'm really just drunk and eating steak at great steakhouses in Indy, and then I'm going to come back and bitch about how tired I am afterwards. That you, you have me. You have my entire essence encapsulated. I want to call you a worse word, but I'm not going to do that because I like the position we're in. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody else that likes the position they're in, and maybe not so much. Damian Lillard this week. Uh, scored 71, and it feels like a regular occurrence for this guy. But maybe he doesn't like the situation he's in because he's stuck on the dead-ass Blazers. Like, they're dead in the water almost every year. And I I can't even remember a time that they tried to put pieces around him. But I don't think there's a better heat check in the NBA than Damian Lillard. Like, when he knows he's hot, he's just going to shoot it. It's, it's like him and Steph. Who it's else disgusting. is that? No, uh, no. If if not for the existence of Steph Curry, we would talk about Damian Lillard as the greatest shooter in NBA history. He's he just the what the way that he has the ability to pull up basically from thirty five feet in um, is insane. Obviously, and the, specifically the way that he shoots the basketball to get that additional distance on it. He's got a really really unique shot that when you watch the way that it like rolls off his hand and then he gets back under and pushes it with his fingers in ways that are very, very specific and unique. I saw somebody breaking that down the other day. It's just, uh, it's crazy um, to see uh, the, the efficiency that that guy continues to have. And I would, 
I would like to see him play for a more competitive team, but he likes Portland apparently. So, you know, that's what it is. He scored 71 for him. Uh, here, here was he scoring the final two points of that 71-point run. Is it back to Grant. Dame will sprint out on the sideline to get the rock. High dribble into the lane, running right-hander up and in. Damian Lillard with that runner. 71 points, a career high. It's ridiculous. It's, it's unbelievable. Always. You know what? Do you know what else is ridiculous? What's up? Uh, going to Orlando and spending your time at a softball game. There's plenty of stuff to do, but these people chose to be there. But they got a show as some um, birds showed up to this softball game. Lots of people <laughs> wondering what's happening. There are multiple parrots on the field. One almost landed on the umpire. They almost landed on the foul screen. Just gorgeous birds making their presence felt and the game has become a total sideshow to everyone watching these birds in flight yeah i'm not oh one just landed on the umpires the home plate umpire chad steers is is this part of the show is this what is happening right now Chad Steers is the home plate umpire. That bird looks extremely comfortable on his left shoulder. Members of the UCF grounds crew have come out. One of them calmly removes the parrot, much more calmly than I would have done. It's insane, completely insane. Now that ref, or that ump that reached back as if to pet the parrot, like that thing won't completely like detach your finger from your hand for trying to pet it. The beaks on those things are like jackhammers. That's insane to me. My dad used to have a parrot. He had to get rid of it when I was a kid because I kept sticking my fingers in the cage. But he taught it how to like hold cigars and say pretty lady and it would eat like spaghetti noodles, but he had to get rid of it. But they're lucky that I was not playing softball that day because i would have randy johnson one of them birds so quick i would have hiked that leg up and gave them a quick fastball no i feel like there's some kind of like environmental protection situation you'd be violating if you hit a, no. a, a macaw with a damn softball as opposed to a pigeon i can make it look like an accident i feel like there's an act of god clause within sports that if you okay people were saying we're not going to talk titans we'll talk titans right now if one of those birds swooped onto the field and derrick henry just like ran and stiff-armed it i feel like that's an act of god clause within the game that he cannot get in trouble for that it, it, it happens in everything it happens in everything i think they should be allowed to hit the birds if they wanted to i just love that we're at the point with derrick henry where we consider the stiff arm an act of god all right, that's what we missed from the sports weekend. Well, well done by producer Robert. Keep your fingers away from any and all cages. In the meantime, uh, buddy, I appreciate your help as always. Uh, somebody noted that uh, producer Robert is entirely more on the screen than producer Reed was in three years of this show's previous existence. And I don't really know how to curb that, but at least we have the uh, ability, as Jonathan Hernandez says, banish him, shadow realm. All right, off you go. God, here's your screen back. Hey! <laughs> unbelievable all right radio show tomorrow we are at the combine we will have all manner of guests and great interviews we'll, we we will be talking to uh players throughout the course of the week i will bring back as much information as humanly possible remember and i'll remind you again uh tomorrow prime time at 7 p.m central time the rest of the week because indy's on eastern time rabel and carthon 
uh, GM and head coach will both be on the radio show on Wednesday. So those two, we know for sure we will be able to give you a, a time on that specifically tomorrow. Have a great rest of your evening, and I will talk to you from Indianapolis tomorrow morning on 104.5 The Zone. And if I don't catch you there, primetime tomorrow night. See you guys. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.